Well, hello and welcome, everyone. And, uh... <laughs> 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 I, just, I might have to, like, minimize the window with your face in it <laughs> to do this. Yeah, just staring. Um, uh, haven't we sometimes it lost, like, ten minutes easily to this part of the episode? <laughs> Fucking <around with> Probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> A little too much laughing, Mueller. Fools! Well, hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Alex and Mueller's Fundam Wingcast. Today is episode 17, Betrayed by Home, Far Away. My name is Warren, and I'm here with my co-host, as usual, Mr. Brendan. Hey, Warren. How it goes. How it goes. It goes well. What yeah. do you think of that recap, Brendan? Um, I thought it was, it was interesting. It was another, another you know, narrator list recap. Um, yeah. I'm trying to even... Oh, yeah. I guess, again, it was like, what, the last like two minutes of the episode, it seemed? Maybe maybe like the last five minutes of the episode. Yeah. Um, but we got yeah. to hear Relina's uh, fun. Kind of yelling at Zex, I guess, out the airplane or whatever. Hero, defeat that man! Go ahead, kill him! Yeah. I, I We're yelling at Hero. Uh, quote, quote always brings a smile to my face. I love that. Just so exuberant, just like cheering on this horrible battle. Kill him! Uh,. And Noin, I think it has the Noin response it does. also Stop within the it. recap. Yeah. Um, but we got treated to the clip was um, what we were laughing about. One of the one of the parts we were laughing about last time, where uh, Zex is just beating on the <laughs> yes. <head> of uh, <laughs> the Gundam with that beer sword, which was always fun. They smack it around. Uh, <laughs> it really was just like it wasn't even like striking. It was. It really was more like smacking it with like a like a, either right. like a whip or like a maybe like a really green stick or something i don't know right. <laughs> yeah, that just just enough which flex again, to it <laughs> right which again bringing up the uh uh point of like the near invulnerability of the gundams yeah. which we're gonna have to talk about again in this episode anyway because mm -hmm. a couple scenes uh in the second half uh one scene particularly uh with the gundams but their ability just to get wailed on <laughs> Um, we, it's, at this point we've seen plenty of, uh, projectiles just hitting them in the face, chest, just bouncing right off them with no real damage. Uh, but that recap makes me think they are really freaking tough that the beam sword, which just cuts like a hot knife through butter <laughs> of any of the regular mobile suits or any other kind of, uh, military equipment can just kind of all it's really doing to that Gundam in that recap is just sort of smacking back and <laughs> <Yeah>. forth. <laughs> like somebody slapping you in the face, like... <laughs> just a beam, just a, just a, a sword made of pure, like, fusion <laughs> glowing energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Say probably like 5,000 degrees centigrade or something. No, nah, don't worry, it's fine. And not to get into... It just kind of smacks you Not around. to get too detailed with this, but, like, you'd think that if, if that, if, you know, Zex's uh, beam saber is able to, like, you know, strike and like maintain like a 
you know, clash with Hero's Beam Saber, then it would be like, you know, relatively the same toughness too. Um, right. So yeah, it's <laughs> it's. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have nothing to add, but yeah, it's plot plot armor. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like a good good explanation right. of plot armor, like literal plot armor for that heavy right. arms. Well, the funny thing about um, Gundam, I guess, and now I'm gonna, I've been thinking about this. The, 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 the funny thing about Gundam, and just Gundam, just Gundam in general, just the concept. Yeah, right. No, but the, an amusing thing about this um, is. I mean, it's not like it's a spoiler alert. Later in the episode, uh, at one point, we see two of the Gundams just getting, just bullets are just hailing down on mm. them. And they're sort of like, you know, they're obviously, I, I but I don't know. I, I was about to say, like, obviously, they're causing some damage. They're definitely knocking them around. Mm. They're causing pain and injuries to the pilots occasionally them getting knocked around but are they damaging them i because now i'm thinking about that beam sword swiping <laughs> it in the face it i don't know i would, <clears throat> I would think <laughs> and i know this is yeah. a tangent but i it's just I, it's really... i would think maybe from like an animation visual standpoint maybe not as much but from a universal logic standpoint <laughs> uh i would say yes because if, if it was like causing zero damage um then I guess theoretically there'd be no reason they couldn't just like take out all those forces, just like walking up to them, just like one by one, just slowly <laughs> dismantling them. <laughs> right. Um, right. But yeah, it, it, I feel like there was a little bit of damage caused though in this episode for convenient purposes. Um, but we, we'll get to that in a bit. Okay. We'll get yeah. to that. Um, yeah. Last, last thing I'll say on this topic is it, Again, to bring up the comparison to Dragon Ball. Oh, Z, I have a couple comparisons to that this episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you? Okay. Oh, awesome. Uh, well, I was just going to say, there's always uh, the scenes, and I think we've talked about the same topic, so I'm sorry for rehashing Me it, too. but uh, <laughs> the people with the, yeah, you should be, but the uh, the the characters of the vastly uh, disparate power levels, there's always some scene in Dragon Ball Z where some weaker character throws what he thinks is his really amazing energy blast at a stronger character mm -hmm. and it does nothing or at most you know scatters some dust clouds and there might be a couple little scuffs and scratches on the armor of the stronger mm -hmm. character so it sort of reminds me of that when the gundams get um hit by like the leo's guns and stuff like that that they're just this vastly stronger character uh, but it's also, it loses some of the fear factor, <laughs> I guess, like the, the imposing mm -hmm. in, in Dragon Ball Z, you know, when the dust settles after the weaker character has thrown his big blast at the stronger villain, the villain or stronger character always looks totally nonchalant and like has like a grin on his face mm -hmm. about it. So I don't know, here in Gundam Wing, it's sort of awkward <laughs> because It'd be like, the if it was Dragon Ball Z, it'd be like if there was a much stronger character that a weaker character was fighting, and they weren't able to hurt the stronger character, but the stronger character was kind of clumsy and 
like falling over and not quite able to hurt them either. <laughs> Does that make sense at all? You know what I'm saying? Like they that's all that it's like it's like all they have going for them really at times is the the imperviousness of their armor. Mm. Yeah, no that that makes sense. <laughs> you can cut some of this down or all of it if you want. It's um it's it just kind of amuses me that that uh yeah, I, I guess we can, we can we can talk about that later when we come to it. Mm-hmm. The when when Gatra <laughs> and Du are just on the ground. I, I, I think Catra for like minutes, bullets are just bouncing <laughs> off them, and they're like, ah. Catra definitely, and, and maybe they are getting damaged, Brendan, but they're definitely not getting like. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be like a threat of like a couple more hits, and this is it. Like they might yeah. just blow up and be dead. And, you never feel that sense of like, oh, this really must be critical. Yeah. Catcher definitely, and yeah, if all of all episodes, you'd think this would be the one or one of the ones where they could actually show some damage happening to like the Gundams, considering right. what happens to Catcher's Gundam at the end. Um, right? Is it too much to ask? To act like maybe one of those big shoulder armors gets crunched or knocked off, or like an arm? Not an arm doesn't even have to be knocked off; just disabled, like hanging limp at the side or mm-hmm. something. Just show me something. <laughs> Imagine how, um, imagine how much frustrating it must be to be one of those Leo pilots who's just been standing there, and he's like, "I am just been shooting with my rifle for the past twenty minutes. I'm actually, I'm, I'm like top marksman in my class. I'm not missing. I'm hitting. I know I'm hitting, and I got nothing. They're, they're crouching on the ground. I'm shooting them in the back while they're lying there. Uh, I got nothing. Like, what are you? What, you must feel pretty darn feel. yeah." Like your efforts at that point, yeah, and transitioning from there, I think there's probably some more futility felt by those pilots, given the uprise, the rise of the uh, mobile dolls. Of yeah, oh boy. yeah. I-, I know in previous episodes you weren't a really big fan of the Taurus uh, uh, design, the the mobile suit design. I think I remember that from right. previously, but yeah, we we get to see them yeah. in action uh, this episode straight from uh siberia i think yeah. <laughs> siberia basically got those new imports. are those the ones that came from that episode when like they were trying to launch do you think that same batch oh, maybe a new I batch because they were trying to get they're trying to Wasn't get the space that's one when norian i think was like you know had her space laser and everything and yeah isn't that the one yeah isn't that the one where she also uh smacked one of her soldiers i think so yeah <laughs> I feel like that's the one where they had them all. They were yes. like, we have an important assignment. We're getting these tourists yeah, out of here. Yeah. So I'll assume I think that he has the same, yeah. same batch, same batch of dolls. Um, right. <laughs> same bat- batch of dolls. dolls. Yeah. But um, yeah, so the dolls are in space uh, doing their thing, um, helping to, uh, we find out the resist, the, um, you know, the alliances, you know, after the whole coup d'etat kind of lost their, most of their presence on Earth, but still trying to hold on to those that tight grip on the colonies. But now Oz is, you know, doing their kind of shady shit and, um, you know, working to dispatch some of those Alliance space space troops. So we got some space Leos, I assume, um, yeah, <laughs> in the mix. <laughs> and uh, yeah, right. we get introduced to. Uh, the i guess alter ego at this point or just in disguise i guess we really don't know yeah, uh, we don't know this time yeah but, I, um i'm wondering did anyone see this for the like watch this because obviously we know who it is we've seen this several times do you think anyone mm. 
or maybe us, even when we saw this for the first time, we're like, huh, who, who's that? Uh, you can tell it's the same voice actress pretty quickly. Yeah, the voice. She's speaking a little differently. But, but... given the given the uh, history of Gun Wing and recycled voice <laughs> voice actors, then like who could tell, you know? Uh, that doesn't yeah. count for much, yeah. Um, yeah, like, it's, what is it? It's really just like the hair and the glasses, but I feel like it... Right. Yeah, it does seem like pretty much like almost a completely different character. I would, I would say. Well, she and she wears um, the hair, the glasses, and she's usually in that blue blouse or whatever outfit. She's usually in that kind of like blue civilian mm-hmm. dress, as opposed to when she's in her other yeah. ego. She has the red Oz uniform. <coughs> um, yeah. Um, so, right. <laughs> what I liked. Uh, um, was that, uh, yeah, we got a little bit of a, uh, the narrator, yeah, just backing yeah, yeah. up a bit. One of my, and how could I not mention that, uh, we got hit with a, with a however <laughs> <did>. here. However. <laughs> uh, a new, new narration, but he had to throw in a however there. Um, and yeah, the, I would, to what you said, the, uh, the, the Taurus, I'm not the biggest fan, but I, it's a, it's a pretty, uh, striking first appearance. They look pretty imposing, just showing up and wiping out yeah, those. Yeah, pre- pretty sharp, like like just they, literally sharp looking too. That design. Do they have, yeah, they do. And don't, do they have sort of two forms also? Mm. Do they have like almost like a flying? Like yeah, kind of like Zero One does, where it has like the flying form and then the you know humanoid. Yeah, I think form. they're. It almost seems yeah. Like there's they some do. sort of like you know just tucking those legs or something and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and take off. Yeah, they they definitely have some sort of alternate, uh, right? You know, X foils opening or closing kind of thing going on. Yeah. Um, there was there was a after they wipe up the resistance, um, and the guy who we we later learn his name is Nico, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. sub subordinate to Lady Un. Uh, he just has a funny quote the way he words something here, um, where he's like. Taurus mobile doll troops all fine, or rather, everything's in perfect form. Is that right? It, 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 yeah, def- definitely was a weird instance yeah. of like saying one sentence and then, or rather, and then saying like the exact same, like just a different wording. I was like, you didn't really change anything with that, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I, and yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, well, we've completed the mission, <laughs> yeah. or I guess you could say, mission complete. <laughs> like, all that, right, yeah, that is a funny ahead. point though that um that i kind of just like was thinking about with like uh nico is like i feel like they do do an interesting job of making it feel like at least like the space colonies and everything like the forces are like, really are like i guess like at the point where like at least from like a colony standpoint i guess um or i guess even within the troops like the, the name I guess what I'm trying to say is that I feel like the names, they have a pretty interesting variety of like last names or like surnames or whatever that just make things mm-hmm. interesting, I guess, in terms of like where the earth is, I guess, in terms of like borders and countries and um, especially when you get to space and like if it really is like kind of like that integrated, like, yeah, at that point, like everyone's just like a space person doesn't really, you know they're not like you know russian or they're not like german you know kind of kind of thing because I, I feel like there are like oh, a right kind of a decent variety of like last names and um at least like implied like countries of origin and stuff throughout the series it's sort of like um 
you're, you're saying that they've yeah. kind of become their own new people like the way that like when you know people who he even says mm-hmm. at one point he says like i'm a third generation uh space colonist the way that someone who you know emigrated from another from a country in europe to america by the time they're like the third generation they no longer identify with where they ancestors came from they're just like i'm a space colonist that's what i am yeah and, and even i remember like previous episodes we were kind of like laughing a little bit about like sally poe and i think she was like from like some area of like china maybe right um but like yeah i'm wondering like in this universe like it's like they're envisioning at least it's like to the point where like oh yeah it's just like unified earth kind of and like the any kind of like you know disruptions or conflicts or you know more like less so between like country borders and more so between like other types of organizations or yeah you know structural structural differences i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah i guess they never really get into it um besides that right that the earth sphere alliance is sort of (laughs) it's a very centralized earth government i guess yeah yeah though on the complete flip side all the gundam pilots are from different colonies right and they're all pretty distinctly uh like i I guess like chinese um japanese um american wait wait, but who's what though come on i think here is japanese i'm pretty supposed to be japanese okay yeah, Wu Fei is Chinese. I'm pretty sure. At least, like, yeah, the well, name. He's a, it, I feel like Wu Fei is the most obviously ethnic, and even yeah. him, it's not like he's specifically from this region of China and this background and this religion. Yeah. it's 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 definitely vague. It's kept pretty vague, I think. Um, but I didn't even know. Yeah, a hero or tr- isn't like isn't Troas? Is he supposed to be kind of German or something? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought he had like a European ancestry or something. I feel like I, 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 you know, read that or knew that, but it's not really that. And I guess you could try to like analyze their their surnames, their last names, but yeah. To me, besides Wu Fei, they don't seem to have that. It's not certainly not by like <coughs> appearance or uh, or like the the way they dress or anything. Besides Wu Fei, who wears. Yeah, the, the, I guess the, the only exception might be, maybe not from the way they dress, but like, or maybe even so from the way they dress, at least from like the little like uh, stinger, like mid credit sequences or whatever. Oh, right. Catra. Right. Because I know Catcher definitely appears in some like, um, like kind of like, uh, yeah. not robes, but like more like kind of the loose fitting, like, um, like what you would think. It's a big like, scarf. Like, kind of like desert type, like, yeah, like, uh, like hotter climate type, like. Mm-hmm robe outfit um and duo does have that uh i don't know maybe duo is uh from vatican city with that uh <laughs> the uh the priest uh oh right uh, choker <laughs> my gosh yeah I, I whatever they're supposed to be from it's so it's so uh yeah it's so vague and yeah uh but but yeah you're right when they <laughs> when they get their little intro where they're flashed, which I watched today, Brendan, as I pointed <laughs> out. <laughs> we get to see them in their different, like, little outfits. They're, I don't know. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> where did, how did we get started? <laughs> I'm trying to cut off. I'm trying to cut my entire. I have noticed, too, that, like, I feel like if you, like, graphed out, like, our discussion of episodes, right. probably, like, the first, like, five minutes of the episode takes, like, 45 minutes, and then the rest of it just, like, slowly, like, decreases from there. Starts to accelerate rapidly towards, like, <laughs> yeah. by the last... We look at their recording timer, like, oh, shit. 
Yeah, so that by the end, we're actually, like, going faster than the actual episode and stuff we're <laughs> yeah. talking about. Yeah. Uh, you're probably right. Um, yeah. What I thought was funny here is, uh, well, we get introduced to a new doctor. Mm, oh, interesting yes. Interesting haircut on this one. Oh, uh, Dr. Bowcut Nose Guy. <laughs> Dr. Mushroom Head, yeah. Um, and what I thought was fun is that uh, uh, even uh, Lady Un got in on the however game mm, during her speech it's <laughs> like did. oh that's nice I, she I, didn't have as she didn't have as long of a pause though um I, she flowed it a little bit better i thought than the yeah, narration <laughs> she did and i want to clarify um when she, that presentation to that auditorium room was that i thought was lady on up there with like a powerpointer giving a presentation or was she just sitting while like a video with her voice played this is important to clarify this (laughs) i took it as um she was giving a presentation then sat down and then okay mr third generation (laughs) got up there right (laughs) mr third generation oh man yeah he was um he was the first instance of in my notes that i put like oh boy (laughs) like (laughs) in my notes here we go here we go (laughs) yeah i was like oh no (laughs) Oh man, um, yeah, he was pretty impressed with Lady Un. Uh, pretty quickly won over. <laughs> Apparently, that was a damn yeah, good PowerPoint. <laughs> it really it was very uh, persuasive uh, presentation there. Jeez, just, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it just reminds me of uh probably something that like I would do to ju- just being a nerd. Um, but like when those those people who always after like. Uh, maybe after a, cl- a class in college or a, a, a lecture or a presentation by someone, there's always the people who want to like run up and like, you know, share their story or tell their, or get a chance to like talk to the, whatever it is, like celebrity presenter. Mm-hmm. There's always those people, you know, who always want to approach and ask. Um, but he's definitely, he's definitely a fan and he like wants to get his chance to personally thank Lady Un. Oh, and um, when when she like actually finally gives him her name, um, and he like she like takes his glasses off his face. <laughs> That's a fun. I, shot, I definitely, man. I definitely knows he has some like blushing going on. <laughs> yeah, you know, someone's uh, got a crush. <laughs> yeah, I think is it needless to say, Brendan? Would you say that you were uh, in this next conversation certainly on the side of a uh, team? honorary advisor as he's called <laughs> uh, the, one of like the maybe like three different types of voices they gave like old people <laughs> old, old men at least in the series right <laughs> kind of like kind of like muppety sort of and, right and by old let's be clear he's 37 <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah advisor he was he was not a not a fan of this quick to quick to forgive oz and just you know very uh they're very skeptical uh analysis of of uh oz's uh you know potential past uh mis misdeeds i guess <laughs> right um <laughs> I, but, I have a quote yeah. for just uh-huh. actually a couple of quotes for you here um one was like before the advisor shows up. One of the guys in that room was like, "I'm extremely impressed with Oz." <laughs> Just like <laughs> stating it. <laughs> it's like okay, good for you. Like, was this like like the Oz's like keynote speech or like <laughs> like TED talk or something like? <laughs> right. 
It's like it's like tomorrow in the uh, university auditorium, Oz, <laughs> the new base yeah. of the of the colonies, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, that would be. Uh, yeah, I just picture um, Lady Un up there with like one of those like fancy, you know, wireless. Um, oh, like mic- microphones, <laughs> yeah. like attached to her ear, so that she can like walk around like Steve Jobs style and like look all cool and make some jokes while she presents. Yeah. Yeah, but I picture that that amazing presentation she gives. Uh awesome, really convincing PowerPoint. Uh I yeah, I I loved the voice of honorary advisor. I'm happy to hear any quote of his on <laughs> yeah. the episode cuz they're just so amusing that that uh voice. That's what Oz would have us think. But uh my probably no, probably my favorite one I should specify is after he honorary advisor sort of realizes that the uh, things are not going not saying. going his way with the rest of the committee are just like falling uh, falling all over each other to be like no Oz is reformed they rebranded they're totally cool now we should trust Oz we should work with Oz they're removing and, some space mines yeah right and uh, he kind of ends it sort of looks it's like the camera or whatever kind of looks on his face and he's like this, this is, is truly, truly most annoying, annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yes I'm definitely certain that clip <laughs> yeah it's a good one it's like. You know, not, you don't have. This is not, you know, upsetting. Or I'm pretty disappointed that you guys like Oz. Or uh, I'm really not pleased about this. No, this is truly most annoying. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't know if you have much to say about Catcher and Duo when they get introduced. Um, uh, they're they they kind of like watch the feed, I think, for a little bit. Um, right. And uh, kind of like you know, come to a realization that yeah, we just need to get back to space. Um. Yeah, I mean that part made sense. They're 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 hanging yeah. out by the pool, so I. Who knows? Yeah, that was a nice. That was a pretty nice looking. We would assume. Well, I don't want to assume anything, and we're, I don't want to go on another tangent. But maybe back in like Catra's sort of home turf. That that, that is kind of what I. That's what I guessed because I don't, I guess I don't even know where Duo's home turf is other is than a, on an aircraft carrier. So I guess that, it could is be that anywhere. Howard's swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, they did end up in Singapore, so. Right. Geographically, same hemisphere, I guess. Yeah, same hemisphere. Close enough. Yeah. yeah. They, they had that jet waiting in the woods. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember which one of them it was, but had the quote, uh, most, most people, people in, in space, space take, take things, things easy. easy. Yeah, no, that, that's duo. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely duo. <laughs> Fair enough. Just like, I assume, like, you know, every once in a while, like, I mean, I know there are colonies with gra- gravity, but I just kind of, like, like, the image that popped into my head was just, like, people just kind of, like, f- literally floating around, just, like, hanging right. out, and just, like, just not out. really doing much. Yeah. <laughs> just floating Relax around in space. And... Yeah. And it, it would be duo saying that, like, right. I feel like he might, he might have a skewed, uh, yeah. you know, perception, possibly. <laughs> yeah, it's possible he's projecting here. He's yeah, like, exactly. he's like, hey, I came from the space and I take things easy. I think most people do. It's like really to him because uh, it's it's actually pretty hard to just survive in the harshness of space and to maintain like these life support systems and like a delicate balance of living in a closed system, floating in space. Yeah, <laughs> maybe most people don't just take it easy. <laughs> I I did like the um, kind of like the jungle jungle montage we got <laughs> of them repelling and like you know right. like peeking through like yeah. giant like foliage <laughs> right i was kind of waiting for some like parrots or like other like i don't know some sort of a uh, jungly looking uh, animals to pop up <laughs> right startle yeah. a monkey or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like scurrying away yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a kick out of that. Um, so what? So we get. Uh, so Lady Un. Uh, we see her at the mirror with some with a female question mark assistant Oz assistant doing her hair. Uh, maybe I actually don't remember. I don't know if we um, got a long yeah, enough look. And I was like, "Ooh, is that a female Oz soldier? Have, Have we, we seen any female yeah, soldiers? Say, Have there been any female, other than like what about Alliance or anything for that matter? I mean, other Sally than like Poe the, and no, other than like named named soldiers or named uh, characters. Right. Uh I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> um, so I can think of a few more female characters that pop up throughout the show, but yeah, again, uh, but just like." Uh, but just like soldiers, subordinates, and like yeah, troops. I don't think so. Uh, not that I remember. Uh, not um, even in like Sally Poe's home country was one of those like ragtag gorillas. Maybe nah, I don't. Yeah, not that um, I can recall. I think that I think yeah. So. I so I think this might have been a female Oz soldier. Anyway, oh, mark it on the calendar. <laughs> mark it. Note it. Uh, <laughs> Historic day. That hair is getting changed. That blue mm. dress is gone for that red uniform, Brendan. Mm. And mm. those glasses are getting... The contacts are coming out. <laughs> coming off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Back in full colonel mode, I guess. <laughs> full colonel on mode. Yeah. Her voice just, like, takes that, like, heart, like kind of, like, harsher, like, sterner tone. Right. Maybe a little deeper. Um, and, yeah, she's she's getting ready to, to deal with some of those... Some of that colony D action, <laughs> right? So, do we? So, if we're just, if you're putting yourself in the f- shoes of a first time viewer, do you mm-hmm. assume at this point that oh, she was just totally that you know other uh, her presentation that was her just putting on a complete facade? Yeah, that that's that's what I would have would like, have wow. assumed and probably do assume, right? So, given given the you know. They're not shy to throw in some tricks here and there. <laughs> that, yeah, Oz. No. This Alice scoundrels. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I would just assume that that was kind of her like um, HR mode, <laughs> putting on a friendly her, face. Her PR, yeah. her PR, PR on as opposed to Colonel on. Yeah. Um, and she uh, has a pretty uh, direct way of questioning the doctor. <laughs> yeah it's pretty quick to pull out that gun <laughs> just like point like right at his head um we don't get a name for him do we he's just a, i don't the, think so i guess the engineer or mechanic yeah like I, the other guy is dr j i assume he's a doctor too but i guess they're all not medical doctors right <laughs> just got their phds in gundanium or something right they were, um, maybe they didn't even refer. I just put it. I just put in my notes, doctor. But maybe they referred to him as yeah. like engineer or something. I th- yeah, I think they said like um, yeah, I think they called him like engineer. Right. Like Doctor J was definitely Doctor J, but um, I think they referred to him as like engineer like, or mechanic. Captured, or captured like this that. engineer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, I I, I before, before we get into the interrogation, I did notice that um, when Un entered that room. There's like she like do you do you remember her like jumping down the stairs? No. <laughs> she, she made like she made like a there was like maybe like three maybe four at most like stairs just leading into that room. Right. And she like did like a and <laughs> just like hopped down them. <laughs> right. No like real reason that had to happen. Maybe kind of like a power move, you know, 
try to intimidate <laughs> intimidate this uh, captive. Right. She it, right. She <laughs> like just kind of goes along with the theme of her getting right to business, like <laughs> practically <laughs> running into that room. Barely even had time for a greeting before she's got a gun in his head. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's this is gonna be. Let me. You may be used to like a long, drawn out interrogation with lots of torture and good cop, bad cop. This is gonna <laughs> be like the fastest interrogation ever. And yeah. Uh, and in fairness to her, I, although I don't know really if it's because of her uh, tactic or not, but uh, that doctor divulged quite a bit. Like he was not too tight lipped. No. Did, did you agree with that? Like, he kind of yeah, tells a yeah. lot. Though, so I guess some of the information might not have been accurate either. Right. So maybe he was trying to, like, because he did mention, like, oh, it, like, communications were um, forbidden, you know, between, like, colonies back in the day. So, yeah, I, I don't know. There, some other people might have made some Gundams, but all I know yeah. is, like, I, I, made, <laughs> I made this one. This is the best one. Um, but we... But they definitely do, you know, know each other as we find out later. Right. Um, but yeah, those others were flukes. <laughs> yeah, he said flukes, right? Yeah. yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, so I, so I built this Gundam with like pretty much no long range capabilities. <laughs> right. But it's a perfect Gundam. It's perfect. Yeah, he, he should have. I just feel like, I don't know, maybe there was a reason to it, method to his madness. But I feel like a more appropriate response would have been like, I'm not saying anything. You'll never get anything <laughs> out of me, Oz. But he pretty quickly is like, yeah, I, I built this Gundam. I, you know, there may be some others. I guess. Yeah. What, I feel like what he's, I feel like he kind of told something else too. I don't know. Or they're coming up there. Maybe he said that to himself about how like they're coming back to space just like I thought they would or something. Yeah. That might've been during like a video feed or something. I, I, I forget. But right. yeah, no, no, you are right. Like the more appropriate response would have been just to not divulge any information. Right. Just keep <laughs> but, your mouth shut. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we find out that's Duo's, uh, Duo's doctor, Duo's uh, <laughs> engineer, I guess. The, uh, the architect behind the death scythe. Um, right. Uh, but yeah, because it might have been during the, because um, we see like some... Oh. I think they get notified that the Singapore base is getting attacked. So you might be right. This he might have like said right. something like you know to that fact, or they're coming back, or like yeah, like right, yeah, of course right. they're coming back or they, something. I forget. Because um, yeah, that news feed comes in, and then we right. cut, cut back to them. Right, and we see the base. We see the base under attack mm-hmm. by Duo and Catra, um, <coughs> teaming up. And uh, I like that after we come in from the. Uh, uh, commercial break. It's playing one of my favorite tunes, that oh. nice cool jazz tune. I think while showing the destruction of the base, it's pretty intense kind of action scenes while it's playing that nice. What while showing Catcher like just like spending most of the episode just like face down, like <laughs> yeah, crawling around on his back and getting his shot in the face. I was I was very um Same I was back. very happy to see um. Some more uh, Tragos action. I think uh, Tragos actually gets a pretty good shot in on either Duo or Catcher during that fight too. I was uh, I was pretty I was pretty excited about that. <laughs> we watched just for that. Yeah, good job, Tragos. I hope it was. I I couldn't remember if it's. There's also there's some like a lot of the Leos usually have those little machine guns, but uh, sometimes yeah. they have those sort of shoulder yeah. held rifle cannon things. Uh, which 
I think maybe that was one of them too. Yeah, because I think that, Duo got knocked Trey around a bit that, too. But yeah, I think I think they both get knocked around. One of them gets a <laughs> yeah. smacked to the face with one of those yeah. cannon shots. Um, and we also get a. It might have been right before the commercial break, but um, we get another classic tsunami clip. To outer space, every one of us. <laughs> Which is just kind of like a strange like. <laughs> wording i guess right. or like you know sentence construction but or sentence uh structure but um yeah catchers catchers all about that space like, throughout the episode <laughs> i was gonna say and this is and this is would be the first of many soon to be heard phrases about getting to space and <laughs> yeah. space we got to get to space we're all going to space together we're supposed to all go together to space come on we got to get to space right now if they're headed for outer space then i'll follow we all have to make it up to space make sure at least you two will make it into space the only way to show my appreciation is to make it into space safely <laughs> yeah nice little space cut um we also get another little i think this is when i have it in my notes that the senior advisor mm-hmm. honorary advisor excuse me goes on this rant where he's sort of i think he's realizing that he's <laughs> lost the room that the rest of the yeah. the rest of the council is clearly ready and basically saying no we're done with the gundams we're, we're siding with oz we're convinced by the powerpoint <laughs> presentation we're totally on team un and he goes on this angry rant about the Gundams love the colonies and they're desperate. Those Gundams. <laughs> At this point, I assume no one's really listening to him. They've all probably walked out of the room. Yeah, I think he ends point. that conversation by like, like saying like they're desperate too. Like that's kind of like he's like, he's like yeah, they're desperate. His marker is <laughs> his ending argument, I guess. Yeah, they love the colonies more than anyone. Um, also, side note. The uh, the oct uh, there's a Gundam down here clip that I played last time. Um, that actually wasn't from a promo. That was uh. from the original um, Toonami intro. I don't know if you remember, but the intro to Gundam Wing it wasn't just communication. Oh, it was kind okay. of just like a like montage, like a yeah, montage of of clips and action going on. Right, with some sort of uh, yeah, very quickly sort of cut drumming things. music like. Yeah, like, while it plays the and clips, Tom's right? Get strutting you pumped around up. or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Duo and Catcher get like they, they pull on like up like CNN or something. <laughs> like they have like some news feed that just like pops up on their, one of their monitors, and uh, they get that like I guess official uh, colony colony deer response of um, yeah we're yeah we like Oz. They're they're good people. Um, <laughs> so fuck these Gundams. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> these guns are just causing yeah, trouble right. so, it's a, such a blatant and stupid <laughs> phrase like we uh, yeah the enemy the enemy of the yeah. of oz is an enemy they, of they cleared like a handful of space mines uh, so that's like it's not like now that that's done like yeah we, we f- put our full trust into them <laughs> and we hope everyone else does the same right they went and shot some mines um yeah that that was frustrating so do you let me backing up to your live live news feed so do you think if uh, when they show those split screens of all the different news feeds of their attack, and Catra is talking about how their message is getting out because they're being viewed. So, would you say if they're all those different split screens are the equivalent of CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, all showing the live coverage? <laughs> uh, do you think it's safe to say that uh, 
in this world, C-SPAN <laughs> would have been covering Lady Un's Oz presentation speech. All, like, probably, like, two and a half hours of Today. it. <laughs> Just that speech. Right, the full With unedited, those yeah. <laughs> Today, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. on C-SPAN, Oz, the new Oz. I think, I think they would, I think it was safe to say. <laughs> I also wonder, like, do they all have, like, special, like specialized video versions of like google alerts or something like anytime like the word gundam's mentioned like a news conference like, it just pops up the screen on there right. <laughs> like even if they're in the middle of the fucking battle <laughs> like nope this news feed is gonna like, pop up <laughs> right and again going with the info of how everyone <laughs> knows everything in this world just instantly even a little bit later in the episode uh this is jumping ahead just a bit, but just kind of goes in, in, in along with this topic mm-hmm. of everyone knowing everything instantly. That soldier who somehow just informs Lady on that all the pilots took off and they left this base and they're on their way to space right now in these <laughs> ships. Like, he, he knows very specific information to relay. Yeah, but yeah, I think it just, yeah, it goes to like, there, there, there are no secrets in the After Colony 195. <laughs> <laughs> um uh we get the stock we when, uh so basically did you have anything else to comment at, at this point because i was just gonna i was gonna bring us up to yeah no, go, no please do go um, ahead that we you know we we've already we, I, I, so when i say we i mean <laughs> me has already got ranted about this at length we get uh catch on duo or that not doing mm-hmm. so well they're on the ground just <laughs> yeah. wailed on by bullets and projectiles of various sorts bouncing off them and oh is this it oh no like he's kind of got his face oh, yeah. mushed mm. to the screen mm. <laughs> of his uh, mm. on the ground yeah again i feel like we've had this discussion um those like fucking harnesses or seat belts or wherever the hell they are aren't doing much right. much work if like the fact that like yeah he has his like face like pressed fully against the front of his uh cockpit <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like crawling on it and then catcher catching us is like head injured at one point yeah. right he's like bleeding like right like he how would that have blood. happened unless like he smacked his head into the front of the cockpit or something again that harness not doing its job <laughs> right or some star trek style you know when the ship is under attack and there's some sparks <laughs> flying and stuff shaking that's true around it could have been some shit <laughs> Of the Enterprise, some little spark <laughs> from the instrument panel might have like got him yeah. right in the face. Ah, <laughs> uh, so they're just getting wailed on, but thankfully none other than the misogynist <laughs> in chief of this series. Oh uh, shows yes, uh, Wu Fei. Wu Fei is back and better than ever. <laughs> I guess, kind of, he is maybe in this episode at least. He. he does he use the weak word? He does. He, he uses strong. He, he goes positive. He, he doesn't okay. go weak. He goes strong. He wow, goes positive yeah. with his with his messaging. Um, yeah, because he because yeah. I think um, they're kind of like questioning whether or not like they're doing the right thing and like if the cop like blah 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 and kind of like doubting themselves and that's when Buffet busts in mm-hmm. and he's like that's because we are doing the right thing or something and like <laughs> just starts fucking up those Leos. He gets his uh, Captain America right. on this little shield throw. <laughs> At one point, yeah, he does the, sh- the shield throw. He does the extendable yeah. arm grab, and, th- uh, and then I guess does he just like 
stick his like just regular mobile suit arm like into like the chest of the leo because <laughs> he it's not like a it's not his like um spear or anything he just like like fucking like sub-zero's sub-zero was he, no kano i guess kano's him just like sticks his heart arm like just like grabs oh, like, right. just, like yeah, i yeah. guess grabs the the pilot maybe he <laughs> just crushes oh, just, don't think don't think don't think too specifically about that it's a little upsetting uh yeah I, as far as wufei goes he's pretty uh he is pretty positive he definitely m- mocks them a little bit but more almost to kind of inspire them like come on you're not gonna give up that yeah. easy are you that's more yeah, like those it. guys i guess the, i guess like I guess us us groups gonna you know we'll make it to space, and that's that's when we see a hero and uh, Troa also fucking up some some uh, bases. Troa Troa stock footage. Yes, stock yes. Footage alert. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I guess they they switched uh, did a little switcheroo back to their respective Gundams, so that's good to see. <laughs> right. I assume uh you know cl- cleaned out that cockpit a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Recustomized the weight of that arm and reupholstered the uh, seat. <laughs> right, it's kind of it's probably just for the best, and everyone get back to where they should be. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about the buffet? Kind of, you know, saving the day. No, uh, although um, uh, I think it kind of it jumps around here, but uh, on this that particular scene of them buffet duo and Catra fleeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets, you know, to the point where Catra is staying behind. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, good point. Kind of kind of covering the, the escape. <laughs> At this point, Duo says uh, Catra so many times. I think, uh, it, not to, if, you, if you count the times earlier in the episode, too, when he's like, when he sees Catra get knocked down, it's Catra, 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 no, Catra, come on. Catra! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Catcher's <laughs> not having a good episode. <laughs> Though I, I feel like he does he does unleash his special we got to see Wu Fei's or uh we got to see Charo's finishing move last episode with that spinny yes. knife attack. I feel like we did right. get to see Catcher's finishing move too of his uh red hot scythes just like like butter, just like <laughs> right. slicing. Even though I, I feel like that's totally <laughs> unnecessary considering they slice through them anyway, regardless. <laughs> but it looks cool, though. Right, that's all that matters. Do they need to be? Do they need to be hot? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, and and now, I guess uh, I think... guess catcher covering their exit is essentially him just standing there getting hit by bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not doing anything. I mean, in fairness, uh, du- uh duo the death scythe and sand rock duo and catcher's Gundams sort of seem to be clearly tier, the, tier uh, two <laughs> t- maybe, not, maybe not tier two but they're definitely more they're not the best projectile equipped yes. of the lot <laughs> I, di- I did know so and it might have happened in previous episodes but we did see a couple shoulder missiles get shot off by catcher mm. which i don't i don't remember seeing those before they, they might have been in some other episodes but um I assume like that's all he has is just two missiles that can shoot from his shoulders, and then he's out of ammo. Right. Does Duo shoot anything? He shoots Does his he have... shield. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but he also might have the the little guns, oh the like little, little the like tiniest ones that are like up on the forehead. Yeah, ones. that's true. He, Those little ones. But um. Yeah. You know, continuing with this, uh, they make it 
he the catcher convinces Duo and Wu Fei to get in their shuttles and make their escape. He's gonna hold them off. And how is he gonna do it? Well, it's another self detonation. Oh, yeah, of course. Because <laughs> what else? <laughs> Things play out a little differently this time. Yeah. <laughs> do you want, do I get into that or get into um? I think there's one other thing I want to get into before we jump into that. Well, it or, does jump around a little yeah. bit, but yeah, what, what, what was it you wanted to? J- j- and the reason I, I just want to do it is because it was my second oh boy moment. <laughs> was yeah. um? Did you make a note of Lady Un's spacesuit? <laughs> No, I did not. Okay. Oh, is it is it uh is it like is it purple? It's purple, yeah. And it has <laughs> it, it just had a I don't know if it was functional or just a design, like maybe just aesthetic in this spacesuit, but let me you know what I need to um I need to send you a screenshot actually just to get your reaction. Alright. Uh but yeah. Oh. Alright, is it yeah, okay, I'm looking at it. She's looking out the window at a uh, Taurus. Yeah, there's just an interesting placement of that gray. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see it. I, I, I see it now. I, oh, you dirty-minded it w- like It was just odd. <laughs> it was just it is it odd. It was just odd. Because what are those things anyway? They're just like little, you know, jacks for hookup points. Nipple, for nipple jacks. <laughs> Nipple jacks, yeah. I mean, we do have dick thrusters, so maybe. Yeah, dick thrusters, yeah. But yeah, it was just, it was just. They kind of actually they remind me of the dick thrusters of just this gray orifice, circular, Lego (laughs) attachment point. Yeah, like I mean, maybe if I if you saw them on like the rest of the suit and it's kind of like a pattern, like went up or went down or something, like yeah, it's just like where they're placed. But yeah, I don't know. Just it was a little distracting, I would say. But all right, well, um, yeah, yeah. Apparently, it was for you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, but even more, even more distracting, but more exciting to me, I would say, would be. Um, so, Lady on <laughs> oh, there, <boy>. she's a. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, she's a uh, hangout with like the um, uh, some some other troops uh, trying to get this last holdout, this last engineer um, right. who's who's not surrendering. Her- and um Her boy Nicole is there, I think. Yeah, yep, Nic- Nicole's there. And um <laughs> uh like there's some troops that get a little too close uh to the co- to the to the location of the signal, I guess, and get fucking right. blasted. But then then Lady Un um she's gonna direct the um the mobile dolls to kind of just attack uh, you know, that part of the colony and she goes in full unmoon and is like i oh, like fuck colonies like whatever it's the it's the engineer's fault right. but um yeah. she is about to unleash the mobile dolls special beam cannon <laughs> <laughs> and you're talking about uh dbz again yeah yes. little piccolo uh, spiral corkscrew uh unfortunately we didn't have to get to see some special beam cannons getting uh we didn't unleashed. yeah they show them holding the weapons they and I think those are the same guns that in Wu Fei's debut episode, or at least the one where uh, he's being quite nasty to Norman. Yeah, yeah. Those that they are that must be yeah. <laughs> uh, that is the, the base that was transporting the Tauruses because it's literally the same weapon 
Remember they say something, they're like, are you sure you want us to fire them? These weapons aren't made to be fired in the atmosphere. Oh, is that the space cannons? <laughs> space lasers? When they're going to use it against... <laughs> right, they're going to use it against uh, Wu Fei, but then... Yeah, 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 Because she's a woman, yeah. she waits, and then... He, yeah, 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 that's right. Okay. Pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah after, they, after they get blasted, which is... Sometimes it's it's hard it's hard to tell who's fighting who. Even at the beginning of this uh, episode, when you see the space Leos, until the narrator tells you, you see purple space Leos fighting these new Taurus things, and until the narrator tells you, or unless one of the characters says so specifically, it's uh, is that yeah. Oz fighting <laughs> the old alliance? So yeah, sure, okay, I guess it is because they just told me it is. Otherwise, I don't know who that is. Yeah, there's no like they flags or like. Like, right, the Oz Leos are always yeah. blue, and the old Alliance Leos are red, or something. Yeah, uh, because even in that scene, those troops who get blasted, who are on the colony, mm-hmm. they're in Leo suits. Mm. So, but they, they're Oz Leos, yeah. obviously. Uh, and there's even a throwaway line here that Nicole says, which just made me chuckle. That uh, he says something. The beam got uh, two of the man suits, but <laughs> the mobile dolls got away because of their fast <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had better reaction times. <laughs> All those poor man suits, Brendan. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the future, I think, maybe. Right. Potentially. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, do you think, do you think uh, of all people uh, who would be a fan of mobile dolls, probably annoying should be the biggest you you, you would think bloodless battles <laughs> yeah 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 you would think she'd be uh she'd be all for it who shows up in this you know colony who who surrenders himself to un yes but good old the the original doctor the original doctor Jay. oh yeah <laughs> and it, we have a pretty cool shot of him i think with it because it's kind of like him upside down because it's like you know oh, space yeah. or whatever and he's like just like standing next to that giant ass laser <laughs> It's <laughs> a like giant, like like floor mounted, like humongous, like beam. <laughs> he just has just, aimed, I guess, at the wall of the space colony, just in case. Right? Did he just wait for them to come to that part of? the Why colony did he get sucked out? <laughs> Think he could aim it? And also, do you think? Uh, I guess it's not really. We don't really know for sure what it is at this point, mm-hmm. but assuming that it's made to be used by a Gundam, do you think that he pulled the trigger like <laughs> if his like stood up in the little trigger guard and was like and like pushed with all of his weight <laughs> to push that trigger? I really hope pulled so. by a pulled by a, a mobile suit finger. Yeah, like pull like, pull over a step stool or something just to, like get like tall enough to like reach a trigger. <laughs> And then he's like, that he, he like it doesn't do anything. He's like, oh wait, the safety's not on. And he has to like climb like he pulls like a mallet feet like, away. Like, yeah. he's like banging on it with a hammer. Which also, I guess, adds another fun question of like, I guess like, do they do the Gundams like in the other mobile suits for that matter? I guess like, do they pull triggers? I guess. Oh, I guess they probably do. I mean, it's a fully articulated like hands and everything. So I guess they probably do. Just easier to engineer because. Just like we were talking about that episode with Wu Fei, he picks up that beam yeah, rifle and yeah. shoots it. Okay, which is which is an awesome concept to think that there would just be giant weapons lying around a battlefield that anyone 
could just like grab and pick up. You, you know what I mean? You might like, need like sort of almost like an action figure. Like anyone can be equipped with like, oh, look at that. Might, like, can we just grab one of those? Yeah, you might need to like attach like a uh, like get like a truck and attach like a like a hook to like the trigger and just like drive like full speed in the other direction to actually pull it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> at that point, <laughs> put a chain around it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would be pretty funny or, or just awkward if there was, uh, like different, different regions, like different armies. Um, like you see a Leo trying to pick up a gun that got dropped by a Gundam or something. And he's like, ah, and he like, it's, it's like, he has the wrong size, like, finger. <laughs> it's like, and it's like, Tom, you need a, uh, you need, don't you know, if you want to use those like space weapons, you need to get the right adapter for your, hand, your, your Leo hands. Otherwise they won't fit the trigger. Like, damn it. <laughs> you know who doesn't need doesn't need fingers uh, to pull some triggers? Zarboris and Tragoses. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no fingers required. Even though I think they do have hands. They do have little arms <laughs> for some yeah, reason. Yeah, just kind of sitting down yeah. their sides. Like, <laughs> in case anyone gets too close, <laughs> last ditch <laughs> effort, they might throw a punch or two. <laughs> Can you imagine a Tragos holding a beam sword right <laughs> Oh, that's it's like... like that's my dream. That's my dream now. Just like scoot, is like just doing like scooting desperately on his little tank treads towards one of the Gundams, like <laughs> holding, holding out, holding out a beam sword, like jousting style, like a horse. I really want to see that now. Damn it! <laughs> oh. Oh. That would be oh. awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, Doctor J surrenders. Um, but we're back, back in the action. And uh, yep. as alluded to before, Catro, there's nothing left to do but self D. <laughs> right. Self D. <laughs> so who's. All right, who, let's, let's count it off. Who has uh, tried to self D at this point? Obviously, Hero's yep. done it successfully. Yep. He, he's been wanting to do it since the second episode <laughs> of the series. Well, and yeah. he do, he's the only one who's done it. Ar- arguably the, the first episode one. when he hits his suit. <laughs> Right. Uh, Troa was going to do it. Wanted to, at least. But Catherine's tears, hashtag copyright, <laughs> uh, stopped her, stopped him. Yep. Uh, did Duo want to come? Duo? See, I don't do think it. Duo ever wanted to. Um, no. And uh, I, I wasn't sure about, I wasn't sure about Wu Fei. I feel like the what most. About, was, was he think was he contemplating it at one point? I, so the closest, I mean, at this yeah, point, the closest I could think of was when he just like we see him like at the bottom of the ocean or whatever. When he just like jumps in like oh, while right. he's in his mobile suit, like like after he loses a fight to Trey's, just uh, right. Um, maybe he was hoping the ocean pressures, the pressure would like just like crush him. <laughs> but um, I don't, yeah. I don't think he ever like came close to like even like talking about like trying to do it or anything. Right. Um, so... I think it's just uh, yeah, Troa hero. So at this point, so it's Catra's it's Catra's turn in the barrel yep. <laughs> to do the self D. Yep, and uh, <laughs> pretty successful. You said you actually sent me uh, a picture <laughs> yes. before we recorded this evening of uh, uh, all of a sudden he activates his self destruction. It gets that the, the Gundam gets that little sort of pinkish reddish glow mm-hmm. all around its like joints and where of the the the, the you, you know it's about to self destruct. Yeah, kind of look to it, glow to it. <laughs> And uh, then the door opens up. Oh. What's this? <laughs> Sandrock, you're letting me out? Thank you, Sandrock. <laughs> Those giant, wobbly, 
glistening eyes <laughs> of Katra. <laughs> they look like um, uh, they remind me of like uh, like a like a like cracking an egg into like a bowl or something, and how you can kind of like this is kind of ghouly like floating around in there. Those those big eyes just kind of like wobbling around, <laughs> all like loosey goosey. <laughs> Uh, yeah oh thank you Sandrock <laughs> I'm being mean to Catra of course but, but then uh, we, we surprised to see Sandrock start like walking towards like 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 walking autonomously as well like afterwards I think that was kind of interesting it, yeah well this brings up a point of is it like how autonomous are? is there any intelligence to the Gundams or is it just Catra's doctor, you know, just in the programming, like in the code of put in a little uh, Sandrock was like, when the self-destruct is activated, have the door open to give the pilot a chance to escape if he wants to. Yeah. Put a little if then statement. Is it really as simple as that? Yeah. If self-destruct, then open cockpit. There you go. Right. It's not like, oh, thank you, Sandrock. It's, it's, a, it's the soul of the universe. It's that connection, I think. The soul of the universe, yep. Um, Damn. Yeah, but RIP Sandrock. I guess uh, hopefully you'll come back with a gun, which I think you do. Which, uh, yeah, right. And kind of... Uh, kind of had me wondering about his whole effort there because when he finally does by the time he finally blows up mm-hmm. uh it seems that all the spacecraft are well on their way yeah yeah i think they i think they <laughs> might have been which was the whole point was to cover that escape yeah so you would think a slowly walking gundam towards you would not necessarily preclude you from shooting down a shuttle <laughs> But who knows? However, <laughs> however, however, <laughs> uh, that'd be great if the narrator chimed in there. Just like the American editors of Gundam <laughs> Wing were like, "Hmm, I'm, I'm looking at kind of a discrepancy here. It looks like timing-wise, the shuttles get away, so it's not really necessary that uh, the Gundam self-destructs. How do we explain that? It's like you know what? Call up that guy who does the narration." And uh, have him explain it. It's and it, they bring him in for a special recording session. Right now. <laughs> it would appear that the, <laughs> the shuttles were well on their way. However, <laughs> what you didn't know was there was another Leo who was about to shoot down Duo's shuttle. And thanks to Sandrock, that's why they had that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just explaining plot holes. Like they just. How great would it be now that I'm on this tangent that they would just bring in that narrator whenever there was a plot hole or any kind of <laughs> they just need and they just needed to sound official, have him explain it. I mean, he does definitely like bust into like randomly, like the middle of episodes and other in other, in other episodes. So it wouldn't be too out of place. But yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of awesome if. Uh... Even if it was just like like a sentence or like a couple words, like however, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like an editor's note or something, um, right? And that's about where we leave it, except for except this, however, except for this uh, this shot of quite the group of oh, interesting faces my God. there. <laughs> yeah, so three musketeers style. They all put their hands into the middle. So I all for one and one for all. The doctors are reunited. I I came up with some some fun nicknames <laughs> for all of them. <laughs> As oh, I, I want to hear this. So I feel okay. like 
Dr. J, we're kind of, you know, already acquainted with him. Um, but I also, the more I think about it, the more I feel like he could also be just like Stan Lee. <laughs> um, yes, that's so true. Definitely gives off like a Stan, Stan Lee uh, vibe, RIP. Um, but Well, if Gundam Wing were a Marvel product and it was made into a live action movie, that would certainly be pretty obvious choice for stan lee cameo yeah just saying um i don't really have a n- <laughs> and yes all right r.i.p also yeah. Yeah. i mean i don't necessarily have names for all of them but at least like descriptors or something so well how would you describe them yeah right? so <laughs> like stan lee we got nose <laughs> <laughs> we got nose so so or i guess pa- maybe parrot nose might be more appropriate because okay. we do have that dude with the um uh that like nose cover i guess maybe prosthetic nose possibly i have wondered about that nose um, for so many years now kind of gives off like <laughs> a, a little, really little bird kind of like a bird aesthetic to it um there's two little like there's like two little sets of like strings yeah. right and, and he also has his hair like because <laughs> his hair is like slicked back like how spiky backwards right which like yeah i don't know i, I get kind of like a, a parrot parrot vibe yeah. from him Yes. Um, we also have Fair long enough. nose, <laughs> so we have two no- two two do- two mechanics doctors who uh, defining feature <laughs> would be their noses. I would say long nose mushroom long hair. nose mushroom hair. Um, I also have failed magician, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the one dude. The only way I can like the own defining feature, I guess, would be that. A mustache, that, like pencil, that like thin pencil mustache. Like, mustache. Definitely remind me of some kind of magician. <laughs> and I, I picture him as always smirking. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. A somewhat creepy, like. <laughs> <laughs> and the last guy who I kind of have two references for him. Do you remember the DDR song "Put Your Faith in Me"? Um, uh, if you don't remember don't. that, um, do you remember this? And I'm going to send you another picture. But do you remember that background? Oh, I do remember that. <laughs> so, that that face reminds you of that. That's the first thing it reminded me of. Um, that's so. He's like two muscular, two muscular dudes in the background of this DDR song. But I think more, more so than more I thought about. Um, my, the second Dragon Ball Z reference would be um, there's like one of the Majin Buu Majin like arc oh, characters yes, where I forget yes. exactly what his background was, but he ended up going under the influence of babidi bibidi one of the the little dude who like you know right enslaved people or whatever um but yeah. he was like a buff bald guy who ended up being one of yeah. the guy and definitely got some vibes he shows of, up at the he shows up at the tournament right yeah and i think so the start of the yeah yeah, yeah yeah um yeah yeah but yeah it's the only reference okay. I have for that yeah guy. fair enough that's that's yeah big brawny bald <laughs> brawny bald I guess I guess Mr. <laughs> Arm and Hammer or not Arm and Hammer, uh, Mr. Yeah, Clean, Mr. Clean, yeah, Mr. Clean would oh. would, would suffice. Yeah. That's and that's kind of how it ends. Is the episode ends that the Gundams are on their way back home, back to the colonies, and we see them all kind of looking out of the almost like looking out a window. I think at Earth. Yeah, and and they for the ending shot. And, and the the last thing I really have to say is um like they're trying to like shoot down um the Gundams, I guess, with like some like right. low orbital missiles or something like that. But like their right. plant, like Lady Un's, uh, like there's some malfunctions, like the radio signal or something is not working. Um, so I, I'm wondering because they definitely do end on that shot of the uh, mechanics 
and they mentioned like uh yeah they never should have kept us kept us alive so i'm wondering if they like had some part right. in kind of like sabotaging um i think like, that's sort of implied stuff. right like they did have some little yeah right yeah yeah i mean overall i actually i enjoyed this episode quite a bit um i think maybe as like a contrast from last episode which was pretty dialogue heavy um are you there <laughs> oh, oh yeah you're yeah. Like, i was really <laughs> still <laughs> i was doing that on purpose i was actually just holding still in front of the web like, i saw the, the i try and mess with brennan i saw the um like the pixelation changing so i wasn't sure your video <laughs> feed cut out but you were very still it was really upsetting <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i i did enjoy the episode um thought it was like definitely easier to understand and also it's the kind of thing that i feel like at a high level it all like makes sense like if you think about like yeah alliance oz were one thing then oz like kind of splintered off and you know uh alliance was still controlling the colonies though and then oz is like splintering off and trying to act like they're not controlling the colonies and everyone's happy um and they're happy to embrace them I, i feel like in some like our like just more episode specific things there's probably some plot holes or inconsistencies but i don't know i think overall i'm just kind of like interested and excited to see kind of this is like an end of a chapter kind of thing um okay so yeah i'm kind of but uh no i was gonna say i was gonna ask you yeah i, I agree with that it's kind of you feel like something is shifting mm-hmm. and also it's ob- literally as they said so many times space we gotta go to space come on everyone's going to space we gotta go to space together. <laughs> um we're definitely going back to space <laughs> brendan yeah and don't you feel that the the space episodes always uh i wouldn't say like compare them like oh whether i like them more or less than the ones set on earth uh but they do have a always have a different kind of feel to them i feel like them like just maybe sometimes and i could be mistaken but i feel like sometimes they are a little darker mm. and is sort of different they use a little bit different music sometimes i could just be imagining all of this but i feel like the space episodes of gundam wing sometimes have a different feel to them they go more than just the fact of like they're set in space yeah does that make sense do you, do you get any of that vibe um i'll have to i'll have to pay attention uh coming up because I feel like this, like, I'm not even sure if I've really made it this far in some, like, previous, like, attempts to rewatch the series. So, right. um, I'm, like, at this point, like, I, I'm sure I'll recall some stuff as we, as I watch it and as we get, kind of go right. through it. But at this point, I'm like, uh, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, I really forget what's, I kind of have some, like, big plot points I remember, but, um, right. I, yeah, not really quite sure what's happening after here. And to be clear, at this point, uh, the only time we've been back in space in the series, besides the very beginning, is when Merlina comes with her father. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? Everything else has been on Earth. There have been, like, maybe some shots or some interactions briefly with characters who are in space, but... Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. it was only just that episode with Relina. Yeah. No, so... So... To space, every one of us. <laughs> yeah, get ready. Maybe Back we're going to spend a little more time here now. Yeah. See how the Gundams do in space. In space. All right. Um, well, thanks, everyone, for joining us on this episode of the Fund and Wincast. Um, as always, you can reach us on Instagram at Fund and Wincast or email us at Fund and Wincast or email us at Fund and Wincast at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter us at Fund and Wincast. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, looking forward to the, the next episodes. And I guess also just for those keeping track, um, I guess the, the pagan counter is still at zero in terms of the uh, <laughs> number of episodes his names have mentioned. Um, so just want to put that out there. <laughs> Don't want to lose track. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, any last departing words? Uh, no, I, don't, I guess not. Other, not other than, uh, I gotta say, I'm extremely impressed with Oz. Yes, <laughs> extremely impressed. <laughs> so join us next time for Tall Geese Destroyed, episode oh. 18. Oh my goodness. Yes. Alright, see, see you then. then. That's enough, Mueller.